0: The Remedial Herstory Project is a nonprofit working to get women's history into the primary and secondary history curriculum. To help us meet our goal, we produce media, lesson plans, and so much more. You can check it out on our website, www.remedialherstory.com. Our project is funded through grants and by patrons potentially like you. Thank you to our patrons Jeff, Barbara, Brooke, Christian, Kent, Jenna, Nancy, Megan, Leah, Mark, Nicole, Alicia, Katia, Michelle, Jessica, Laura, Jackie, Annabelle, Dawn, and Megan. If you would like to join these wonderful people and become a patron, you can head over to patreon.com and become a supporter of the Remedial Herstory Project. You too can help us reform education and allow women to be seen, heard, and complicated. Hey, Kelsey. Hey, Brooke. Want to tell everyone what's happening in today's episode? In today's episode, we are introducing our next theme on women in business, STEM, and politics, and I am so excited because we're going to have one of my former students with us today. What? Yes. I'm here for this. Let's get into
1: it. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Remedial Her
2: Story, The Other 50%, the podcast that explores what happened to the women in history class. Now, here's your host, Kelsey Brooke Eckert, and
1: her partner in crime, Brooke Neva Sullivan.
0: In this episode, we're going to be asking the question, how far have we come for women in business, STEM, and politics, and how far do we still have to go? And today we're going to be joined by Ali Orr, who was a student of mine on a Normandy abroad experience. What year to- is this? 2016. It is June, the anniversary of the big event, D-Day. And we have all of these wonderful students from across the country. Um, I'm coming from New Hampshire. Allie's coming from Washington. And we are headed to France to study D-Day. And she is obviously an all-star student because she was- yeah, You selected. don't just get a
1: trip to France for being mediocre.
0: Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, we're, we're she's going to be joining us today to talk about how far we sadly still have to go for women in business, uh, STEM, and political science. I like to say I'm shocked, but- Her, this podcast. Nope. Nope. Not
1: shocked. (laughs) Not shocked. But so glad that Allie's here to talk about it. And it's exciting to get to meet one of your former students. I really haven't met many. So I was curious if your fictitious
0: (laughs) career was real. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we are introducing our final theme of the the 2021 2022 school year podcast. We're going to be talking about women in business and STEM. In the upcoming theme, we are taking you back to women in uh, England in you know 16th century um, England to talk about business there. Awesome. We're talking about women in colonial Louisiana, uh, in form you know freed women, freed black women who are uh, women of industry, crushing crushing it in business, and so we have a lot of really cool, amazing uh, episodes, historic episodes to talk about. Um, on this theme. But Allie's joining us because uh, she has had a really crazy senior year of college. And uh, it's kind of bizarre looking at this adult human in front of me who (laughs) I knew as a high schooler. Um, But she has had a bizarre senior year uh, because one of the professors at her institution, uh, poli-sci, as a former poli-sci professor, uh, student, I'm a little pissed, Um, but a poli-sci professor nonetheless who... Um, made some pretty horrible comments about women and about women in business, STEM, and political science, as well as medical field, I believe. Allie can correct me. Um, And I am so excited to have her here to amplify her voice and to have her uh, share this story. So, Allie, can we turn it over to you and have you introduce yourself to our audience?
2: Hi, and thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited. This is crazy seeing you all over again, but six years later I love this so much yeah so my senior year was absolutely crazy um yeah I thought I was just gonna lay low post-covid just try and get through without getting sick um but actually got sick with something else I got sick of a professor who was very (laughs) and so so Allie
1: for our audience you recently graduated you're no longer in college
2: Yes, I recently got my marketing degree from Boise State just a month ago.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations.
2: One That's month awesome. closer to retirement, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you have your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so during my during December, which I'm about halfway through my senior year, um, I came across an article from a professor at Boise State who has stated that women are more medicated, melsome, cool some when they're in the workforce, and that fewer women should be recruited into STEM, medicine, and law. And of course, I was angry. All my friends were angry. Um, parents are angry. Everyone around me is angry. And I'm also embarrassed because this happened at my university and now it's going viral. And all my friends who know I go to Boise State are saying, really? This professor's at your school? Yes, he was at mine and like, just terrible. And so, um, I'm looking into this professor and I'm trying to understand why he would say such things. Did he get up there and say something stupid? Was this random? Um, Very not random. There are books and podcasts and articles written about his thoughts on women that shouldn't be in the workforce. And um, lo and behold, I watched the whole 15 minute video that he had, uh, that was filmed at the National Conservative Conference just a month prior in November and where he had stated these things and so of course as i am a gen z i go online post how angry i am about it um but that didn't do anything. nice and <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. very gen z and uh it didn't do anything uh, i was in the echo chamber with all my friends who also believe that women should be able to do whatever they want and i felt pretty helpless and um the day after, we had received an email from our president who was trying her best to lighten the situation a bit and send out an email saying, you know, we support and we advocate for all women. Um, but it kind of felt like my same Instagram post of what the hell. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. And so, so to clarify here, like he has had a chance to retract what he said. He's had a chance to fix it to clarify maybe anything that has been misperceived and he like doubles down and there's like abundant evidence from episodes and scholarship and things that he's written to reinforce what his that these are in fact his beliefs about women
2: very much so his beliefs and that right after this went viral and people started um, attacking him and calling him out for it he released a twitter video where he doubled down and said this is what i believe this is why i'm right And that's where I got the idea to create a scholarship for the exact women that he said should stay out of those areas of study of um, STEM medicine and law. So in the comments of that video, I'm reading I'm hoping that everyone's saying, this is crazy. And of course, people are saying, this is crazy. And someone commented, someone should make a scholarship in his name for these women. And I thought, oh yeah, someone should, but not me. (laughs) 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 Great idea. And I thought, well, how oh would you even start a scholarship, right? So I did some research and uh, figured out to create a current scholarship, which is so on time is ten thousand, and then I love okay. that it starts with like the good old college try. Like <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm gonna do my best.
2: Like I'm a college student. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> exactly. With what little resources I had, a laptop, um, and so so the ten thousand current scholarship, and then twenty five thousand for an endowment. And so I was like, ooh, that's a lot bigger than I thought. Now we're in thousands of dollars, you know? Like, that's my tuition. (laughs) Like, I don't have that money. And um, so I call my parents. I'm like, okay, I have this idea. What if I made a scholarship for these women, right? And I'd already sent them the article, so they've known about it. And they said, you know, Al, I think that's a beautiful, wonderful idea. But you're pushing against a power system right now. And I think you need to understand there's consequences for that. So we support you. But you need to know what you're getting into, and I thought,
0: okay, okay, parents just being like too
2: careful, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. I'm 22. <laughs> I got camp. this. Yeah, I got
0: this. Um, and so I called. You up- are 22, and you do have this. Let's <laughs> reinforce that. You're doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, no. oh my Thank gosh. <laughs> Age is not a limiter at any point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I called some friends, and I was like, okay, I have this idea. Would you be willing to like? co-partner this with me and they were like you know what like i'll support you but you know i can't take something else on i have so much work so much school like i'm here cheering you on but you know sorry so i thought okay well this is just me now oh my (laughs) goodness i realized okay we're gonna start crowdfunding that's what we're gonna do so i of course gofundme everyone's everyone knows me so i open the gofundme um i state what i'm doing and um and then it's open and i think okay now it's open there's no money so what do i do <laughs> And so now not, what and so i thought okay well students obviously are mad this asked them, and i thought i, I don't have money <laughs> they don't have money okay who's our next demographic professors staff and so i think okay how do i get this to them and then it starts to get scary of now I'm really doing this because now I'm starting to market this uh, little yeah. endeavor I've got going on. And so I realized, okay, so I'm going to send out emails to these professors and staff. And so I, but it needs to pop, right? Because I get scholarship emails all the time of random scholarships. And so I'm like, they can't put this, it can't go to their spam. It, it can't just be deleted. So I put scholarship for Medicaid, Malsum and Quoralsum Women, Because everyone knows- Wait, what is it? What was the subject? The subject was a scholarship for medicated, meddlesome, and quarrelsome women. (laughs) And (laughs) I also made sure that I blind carbon copied every email so nobody knew who got what. So they'd have to send it to each other. They'd have to comment on it. They'd have to reach out and say, did you also get this email? And so I need people to talk, right? And so I researched different departments, biology, chemistry, accounting, everything from Boise State and just started copying and pasting emails. And it took me like probably close to five hours. I was up till like 2 a.m. <laughs> oh doing gosh. this. And I'm hitting send on all these emails. And I'm like, oh, there's no going back. There's no. Yeah, way you can't.
1: You just, it's all in. Chips it's on the table. In. Here we go.
2: And so I go to bed that night thinking, you know, what if I don't hit 10,000? then what do I do with the money? So my second thought is, okay, go give it to current or already existing scholarships. But the impact that I want is to create a scholarship because these things were said and to show that like, no, we're gonna support women instead.
0: The Remedial Herstory Project is hosting its second annual Summer Educators Retreat to help teachers integrate more women's history and literature into their curriculum. Studies show that educators currently teach women's history between 5 and 20 percent of the time, with 5 percent being the plurality. Our retreat will feature speakers from around the world and be available online and in person and provide educators with dozens of packaged lesson plans, videos and other tools and resources to get women into every unit of their curriculum. The best part is that in-person attendees will get to network and relax with peers who are passionate about working to incorporate the diverse history of half the population all but left out of the history classroom the retreat will take place at new hampshire's common man inn and spa at the heart of the white mountains of new hampshire the best place to be in august the retreat will take place between august 8th and 10th interested people can learn more on our website at www.remedialherstory.com slash summer educators retreat so i'm really hoping for 10k right so i go to bed i don't sleep
2: at all I wake up Friday morning. So this is December, uh, December 2nd. I send out all these emails. December 3rd is Friday. I wake up, I open up my emails or my school email. And I'm like, okay, okay. There's be some people like, let's do this. No. I'm oh like, No. Oh, no. Oh no, it's already 9 a.m. This is so bad. Of course they've looked at their emails. I go into my personal email, that's linked to the GoFundMe. $2,000 have been donated already. And I'm like, what? Overnight. So that morning, obviously people checked my email at 7 a.m., there was this silent solidarity of, you know, I work here, I have a career here.
1: I can't can't go against this.
2: Right. So, but I can for sure as hell support it on this different platform. So people are putting their money where their mouth was. But they were very silent about it, which I respect. And so throughout that whole day, I'm just getting donation after donation and and so many words of encouragement. And it was truly the 10K. Honestly, it was mostly staff and professors in the local Boise community um, because that's who knew about it. So about like 7 p.m. Friday. So these
0: these comments that he made, they are not comments that reflect the community that you are going to school in.
1: I know, like when you're talking about these things, it's it's like no, there's actually women that go to this college. It hasn't been like like Allie is not the first woman to go to college at Boise State. Yeah, like or, there's a or whole have
0: cor- an amazing career in yeah, STEM or
1: business
2: like, <laughs>
0: medical field.
1: It's just exactly. Like, it's exactly. It's like this isn't a revolutionary thing. She's not a solo artist here. This is a person that's been part of a huge community of women that have gone through this institution and that believe
0: in other women yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so did that like did you feel that in the time like in when that was happening were you like okay I'm being
2: supported here at that point no by my friends yes but it was so small and there was still so much fear surrounding like you just stood up to them very aggressively I like I'm gonna wait and see how it plays out before I put my two cents in so there's a lot of like okay if Ali succeeds you know I'll outwardly say it but like at this point I'm just I'm just gonna wait and I I totally understand that I totally understand because it's not like I was super excited to enter this world like it was really scary to open the GoFundMe.
0: I love that because I think a lot of people are scared to take first steps into anything that's different or hard. And I like that you're acknowledging that you were scared, but you did it anyway.
2: And I didn't sleep at
1: all. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. That's like, because you're brave. Well, it's it's, it's that and it's a responsibility that you have now. These people are donating money. I got to do something with it. Like, that's a big deal. Was there anyone that donated that really sh- – like, tell us about the next the next wave of this. Like, so, okay, so you're getting these donations. You've circled the drain of the institution, uh, you know, team members and women and peers, and you're like, okay, now what?
2: Exactly. Yeah, you already know. I feel like you've fundraised before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now I'm – okay, like, 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 I'm sure every professor on campus saw this email, heard someone talking about it, you know, it it got, it was controversial. Of course, people are going to talk about it. And so I think, okay, so we're at 10000 now, which is crazy within like 12 hours, $10,000. How do we get to an endowment? Because I want this endowment right. so bad because it exists there forever. Like what a great impact that is. Yeah. What a legacy. And so on Saturday, there was a protest on campus um, about this professor's words. And um, so I attended and I was able to give a tiny little speech to the audience about. What I was doing with the fellowship and from that protest, from the awareness it created, we honestly received another seven thousand that day, and then the wow. next day, because people started spreading online, they heard about it, and by Sunday night, again by like seven, eight, nine p.m., we had twenty-five thousand. So in three days, we had an endowment, which was so-
0: oh, I just got goosebumps. That's amazing. That's amazing. So when the students were protesting on campus, I'm curious about this because I feel mixed things about protecting academic freedom of teachers and professors. And I want to, you know, I want to say that just I don't I don't have to agree with every voice that's speaking on a college campus to respect and protect their right to research and back it up. So what were people protesting that day? Just the tone and the bigotry of what he was saying or what what was
2: what was that about that's a really good point um and you're right like being able to protect everyone's speech and i think that that protest is truly about when your speech inhibits my access to education that's where we have a problem you can say whatever you want but there are also consequences to saying whatever you want doesn't mean yeah like nothing happens um that is very hateful like think about it the other way if i started going around saying you know what i think men should not be allowed in men stem medicine and law.
0: what did you say crazy crazy woman (laughs) they've always been in those things
2: and so then is it less crazy than a man to say that about women it like it doesn't so there's like obviously that that power structure now of why is it okay that he gets to say that and that there's no consequences
1: right yeah and so was there any action taken from the institution after the protest at all or, you know, any other emails or sent out by the president or the, the college?
2: Um, at least in uh, the school business, because um, I was in marketing, I believe our dean sent emails saying, all are welcome. Um, you will be given equal amount of opportunities, um, support, like we're here for you if it impacted you in any way, but I don't believe like from admin, if anything else was sent out. Yeah. So
0: here's the rug and here's the brush and <laughs> okay,
1: cool. I know that's tough. So, okay. You're a senior in college at this moment. Like, does this affect you as you're thinking about going into business? Like, did you really think about this as like how does this still exist in today's world? Like, where was your mind at?
2: I think it was hurt and confused. And I think just how you started this podcast, of uh, we've come so far. And then moments like this make you remember, wow, we really do have so far to go. Because never in my lifetime would I think that someone would literally say women don't belong in a certain career or field of study simply because they're a women. What, what kind of sense does that make?
1: Okay, so you've raised this money. You're in this critical moment that now you have this endowment opportunity. So, how has it been since raising those funds? Like, what? Tell us more about the journey since then.
2: So, once we hit two hundred thousand, I thought, great new scholarship. You know, it's perfect. And then suddenly we're at like thirty-five thousand, and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, we're like getting really big now. And then um, in January, I believe was uh, my first national interview with Good Morning America, and that's when it really took off after that, because people started seeing the story, they started resonating, and along with that, too, is on the GoFundMe can leave comments, and so in those comments, there's so many women saying, this is not abnormal, this has happened to me in my profession, in my field of Uh study, and these are women who are in their 60s, in their 20s, in their 40s, And they were not surprised. And that was so heartbreaking. I remember sitting down one day, I think in January or February, and reading the comments. And I just started crying because I thought, why have I been so unaware that this is, like, why did this surprise me? And so many people kept commenting now on my social media when I talk about it, of, Ali, why are you surprised? Like, this literally happened to me last week. And that hurt. And that made me angry. And then I thought, okay, you know what? We are going to go bigger we're going to go bigger. Or we're going to go home. And we're certainly not going home. So we're going bigger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I bet. Is there any story that really stands out to you that someone shared with you that just kind of sits on your heart or has kind of stayed with you to keep your momentum going and in, in what you're doing?
2: That's a good question. I think the stories of parents saying that their daughters had either seen the article online about the scholarship, either from Morning America or anything like that, or their parents had shared it with them and said, like, look, you can do anything. And there are people advocating for you. That touched my heart so, so much. And for them to say the stories of their little girls saying, like, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a scientist. And I hope, and that was the goal of the scholarship truly was. My biggest fear was that girls, no matter what age, see this professor talk. And he's in a position of power uh, in education where he is teaching women and then they don't have a support system. And they think this is how I'm going to be treated everywhere. And I don't have people supporting me or backing me up. And I never wanted that to happen. And so I always wanted people, especially women, to, to see this scholarship and say, there are people like literally investing their money into you. They're betting on you. Yeah. So take it.
1: That's amazing. I love that
0: yeah I feel so many mixed things about this happening, like as a t- educator in your life, I feel mixed things about this happening to you as a senior uh, because it's like you're about to go off into this career and you're seeing all these career women being like, it happens to me all the time. And I don't doubt that that's true. I mean, I, I have had those things happen to me in my career. I'm sure Brooke has too. but, being in HR, I hear all about it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, I really am so impressed with you as a human, the way that you sat with those stories, you looked at that reality, um, and you didn't, you weren't scared by it. You said, let's go big or go And those were your words, right? And I think, um, you know, like it, there's this, you know, culture battle that we're we're watching play out in our society between those who say like, you know, women aren't limited and people who are trying to push that they are limited or whatever. And it's like something yeah. in the middle there where it's like, no, there are these limitations that are put on women. And also women don't have to be limited by them. You know, you can say, you can you can make your own scholarship. You know, you can you can push back against that. You can, in spite of those limiters, you know, be the badass that you are doing the work that you are designed and destined to do. And it looks like you're doing that, you know. And so I I don't know. I wish that it hadn't happened as you're like on the precipice of a career, you know, um, and looking at this, this world. But I also think it's just going to propel you so far forward. So I'm impressed with you.
2: Thank you. Honestly, I when we started getting when probably we were getting past like fifty thousand, like I was getting burned out. I I couldn't handle all the interviews while also going to school and holding a job, and I I honestly wanted to quit and I was kind of done. And there are people in my life saying, "You don't get to quit. You started this. You get to finish it," and especially so many women saying, "I can't." wait to see how far you go. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh, I was going to quit tomorrow. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> <quitting now. laughs> I got, I got to push through. And so it it took a village. It took supporting, it took amazing supportive men and women backing me up, like sending me messages, answering my phone calls. And I just needed to talk and vent when I needed advice and things. I, I mean, truly, I had no idea what I was doing. I don't know how I didn't screw it up, but I, I, didn't because I had amazing supportive people behind me
1: that's that's incredible how
0: many interviews have you done to date
1: hundreds
2: (laughs) I don't I can't even tell you truly I don't it was truly it was a blur most of them happened from January to March and it was a blur I think I was waking up at like 5 a.m. a lot of days trying to get the news stations in the evening I'm doing like the um like articles and things and then between that time I'm trying to go to school and work and I'm also mascotting too so I have that and so it, <laughs> it like I don't know if I was I, I it was just felt like a fever dream <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's amazing I love that oh, and so through your journey of creating this and now graduating and like kind of being at this next moment, what are some of your key takeaways that you feel like will really impact change when it comes to kind of rhetoric like this, or, you know, when women kind of encounter these moments, what are some things that you really feel like made a difference or could make a difference?
2: I think conversations. um, I talked about that a little bit in the Harvard Business Review article, but Truly, there were a lot of people, both men and women, who would approach him and say, I don't understand what you're doing. This is too extreme. Like, it's not that big of a deal. He has his opinions. Like, you need to sit down and shut up. Um, In a more kinder way. <laughs> and yeah. I remember thinking, I just want to be angry and say, how can you not feel hurt by this? Because I am so, so hurt. And I remember thinking, okay, well, what experiences have they had? That doesn't allow them to see my own. And how can I not understand theirs? And so we'd sit down for an hour or two and we just explain what we've experienced in our lives and why we can't understand this. And usually we'd come to a middle and say, and maybe they'd still leave and say, you know, I'd never donate to that, but I can understand why this hurt her. And I can understand why it's important to her. Well, I want them to donate and be so supportive. Like we, we didn't leave enemies. We we left that we could still have a conversation, and that and that still does suck because I, I want their support because this is not an extreme thing to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you said you hit fifty thousand dollars. Where is the scholarship fund at today?
2: Today we are at over two hundred thousand dollars in cash, and then we have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar estate commitment.
1: Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no <laughs> one wants to invest in women. <laughs> that's oh my amazing. gosh, look at her smile. That I is the know. biggest smile I've ever seen. I know. That's incredible. That's wow. amazing. That, I think that's one of the things that I'm taking away from this conversation with you, Allie, is like, you lit a spark where people wanted to, you know, have a fire and they were like, everyone was running around with their own torches. Like who can light this thing? And then you finally, they found you and then, oh, she's doing it. Let's light her fire. Like, let's figure this out. And, and it just, the flames get bigger and bigger. And now you're at this huge scholarship fund that are going to change lives of women at your institution, at your alma mater. Like that's change. That's impactful change. And and you'd mentioned like While there are people that don't get it or don't necessarily understand or haven't had those experiences where they've felt discriminated against just for their gender, you took it upon yourself to make those things happen and and really make change for people. Whether you personally felt it or whether someone else did, it's like you're doing the thing, the hard thing and that's really incredible and i'm sure you're ready to pass it off to the next person when the time comes and go on with your life and your career and you are applying to law school which you told us earlier which is impressive so you know i think there's so much ahead of you that this will propel you in a career to attract like people too these women that you're going to meet so many incredible women in your lifetime that you're just like oh my Gosh, where were you a year ago?
0: <laughs> I <Yeah>. needed you. <laughs> so, Al, you've had tons of support. Um, I just, I would, I think we'd be remiss not to mention also, though, that, like, some of this is tied up in legal battles, right? That you're, you're fighting with the institution um, over how, like, who gets this money, right, because of different things. Could you speak to that a little bit?
2: I can. So something funky is... When we talk about equality versus equality, and a law that can allow equality to occur is super difficult to write, and so we settle with Title IX, and we hope that it right. can protect everyone. But at the end of the day, there are things like this scholarship that it can't protect very well, and that's when we get to equality of how do we help women who are not best represented in STEM. How do we get them up further when we also have to provide equal on the other side, which is perfectly awesome. Everyone should be funded, but how do we get more women in that's not being discrimination according to the law? And so that has really been tied up in this scholarship of what's right and what's not. What can we include as a criteria requirement in the scholarship? And that's been really difficult too. Um, And and that's why I really relied on Um, Boise State Advancement Services to help me write this correctly in order to protect the money and protect the students that receive this money as well.
0: That's amazing. And just this past month, you had the opportunity to give the first scholarship to one of your peers. Did you know the recipient?
2: I did. um, Not before the scholarship though. Um, So back in, so we gave it out April 27th. So about two or three weeks before they had identified the student who would receive it and they said, hey, Ali, do you want to meet with her before you know we present? I said, of course, I want to meet with her. And so at that time, um, um, a lot of legal things are going on. Um, we have a large amount of money. There's more interviews. Like, I am very burnt out. I'm, like, a couple weeks from graduation, about a month away. <laughs> and I'm so ready to just pass on the torch, like you said. Yeah. And um, so I meet with her. Her name is Jessica and we sit down, and I'm like, hi, okay, blah, 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 listing off all the things about the scholarship, all the technical things, blah, blah, blah and then, hope oh, this means so much to you, okay, bye, <laughs> and she's like, okay, Allie, like, I just want to tell you, she's like, I love that you did this, but, like, I want to tell you that the money means a lot to me, that I don't have to work, um, another job on top I think she had like three jobs at that point so she could increase uno job (laughs) and she said that is so helpful but she said what's even more helpful is the fact that you stood up for me and she said the message from your scholarship will always mean more than any kind of money you could ever give me because you stood up and took a lot of crap for something for me at the end of the day for me and um, I sat there trying not to cry. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, like trying not to <laughs> cry right now. My goodness. I mean, that's true. Like,
0: you have nothing to gain from this scholarship. Like, you only have things to lose, really. You know, like I take all the a lot of battles. Off of
2: work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's wild. But it was worth yeah. it, like on it. But truly, like I mean, financially, yes. Um, the work had kind to of take off of, and my grades did go down, <laughs> but. I gained from this too. Like, I gained the confidence to be able to say, whoa, that's not right. And I never would have done that before. Um, And so sometimes I want to thank this professor and say, thank you for giving me the opportunity to step forwards." Because (laughs) while I changed my life, I did these things that change my life. You provide the space for me to step into to change my life. (laughs) Let's not give him too much credit, though. (laughs) Yeah, no credit to him. uh, But the window you know, right? like these moments. And I I feel like that's another place that um, women and men can step into Are like, there are always moments of hurt and pain. Like how will you step into that to create change? And I feel like I realized that, that there are moments every day in my life that I can step into that are not as big as a scholarship. Or may not ever get that big, um, but
0: they're still there. Oh, well, Allie, I'm so impressed with you. I'm like trying to look up this quote because I'm,
1: it like resonates. It's a Martin Luther King Jr. quote that it's like, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And like, Allie, the minute you saw an injustice is like, you took the opportunity to do that. So while you don't want to give this person credit, you saw an injustice and you used your voice and you used the tools you had access to to make a moment for others and create space where space was not before. Mm -hmm. And I think to resonate with the theme that we're going off of as women in business, there's a lot of lean in and reach back conversations, just being in corporate world. And so there was this big push with with Lean In when that book came out of how big it was of like everyone should lean in. You should all get a seat at the table and everyone should like just want more and more and more. And now there's this really big push of reach back and it's really turning around and making sure that women are coming along with you and reaching back to the person that's right behind you to pull them forward. And so I think you really much, you know, embody that methodology and it's nice to see, you know, being the generation ahead of you, to see the generation behind me. Like, I can't wait to reach back and pull you through. It's like, let's do this. Let's go to the next thing. And like, I want to go to the lean in crew that's right ahead of me and be like, we're all back here. Like, just reach back.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Hello. <laughs> and So it's just, it's a cool, you know, while we have a lot to go, a long way to go in, in business and for women in STEM programs you know, I think we're creating spaces more. Women are like, well, if a man's not going to create a space for us, we'll do it ourselves. And this is such a great example. You're like, well, if you don't
0: want me here, we'll just make a scholarship and make sure we're here. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Allie, I'm so proud of you. I'm so impressed by you. I cannot wait to see what you do with your career. You are incredible. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today.
2: Thank you so much for having me and letting me share my story and and knowing of my story too, because as you talk about leaning in, all these moments of being able to share it, like, thank you for leaning in and grabbing me as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you so much. And I'm so excited to cheer you on and see where you'll head in the future. And thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Remedial Her Story, The Other 50%. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to bring more voices to the conversation. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.